Brown's Talking Birds. Made possible by the generous support of the Bird Watchers General Store. Orleans, Cape Cod. Birdwatchersgeneralstore.com. And proudly sponsored by Ocean State Bird Club. Why not take a break from the holiday madness for a free walk with us? Ocean State Bird Club features year-round walks, lectures, informal gatherings, and more. We're online at www.oceanstatebirdclub.org and Facebook. Plus, a membership makes an easy holiday gift. Ocean State Bird Club. Good morning. Welcome to our show number 756. Starting off with some potentially good news, at least from one location, about birds crashing into windows. A little uh, Minnesota Vikings fight song music there. So when construction of the U.S. Bank Stadium in Minneapolis, where the NFL's Vikings play, was completed in 2016, it became an instant bird killer. Ranked among the deadliest buildings in the city, that's because it was constructed with a highly reflective glass exterior, despite requests from the Minnesota Department of Natural Resources and the Audubon Society to use a bird-friendly design with slightly less transparent bird-safe glass. Fast forward to now, and the potentially good news is that after a study showing that birds are indeed crashing into the building in fairly substantial numbers, the authority in charge is now considering adding frosted film to the glass. And they're already acting on other recommendations, including turning off stadium lights at night. The problem is the frosting could cost millions of dollars and affect the stadium's aesthetics. So whether it will be applied is still up in the air. A final decision on whether to add that frosting is expected next year. Extra, extra, read all about it. Here are some of the stories and videos we have for you right now on our beautiful new TalkingBirds.com website as well as on our Facebook page. The Starling and Falcon Dance. Watch peregrine falcons hunt European starlings. A new study shows that crows can pass the marshmallow test as well as human children can. And Stanford researchers say that drag can lift birds to new heights. Stories worth finding out more about. You can do that right on our TalkingBirds.com website and uh, also on our Facebook page uh, right now. That would be the rather complex sound of our mystery bird. Here's a preview of our mystery bird contest. Coming along a little bit later on the show, we want to get you ready for it. Our mystery bird is a rather large songbird with a rust-colored head, back, and wings, and black streaking on its buff-colored chest and belly. It has a long tail, a downward-curved bill, and yellow eyes. Our bird is found mostly in wooded areas of eastern to midwestern North America, year-round in the southeastern states, usually feeding by sweeping its bill through the leaf litter in search of insects and other arthropods. It also eats some fruits and seeds and nuts. And boy, do we have some beautiful prizes this morning, including the Droll Yankees Bottoms Up Finch Feeder. Not very hospitable for house sparrows and starlings, but uh, great for lots of other birds you'd like to have come 
to your feeders. Plus, a download to your iOS device or online access to the LockWire app. iOS for your iPhone and online otherwise. That's the app that makes learning bird sounds a game. Listen to this, Tim. Another bonus prize. A 12-ounce bag of shade-grown, bird-friendly birds and beans coffee. And... Oh, yeah. And you thought that was, uh, that but was wait, it, right? But wait, there's more. Exactly. <laughs> also from our friends at Birds and Beans, it's their exclusive Tom Bin Cafe bag designed to help you carry and organize your everyday gear. You can wear it cross-body or over the shoulder, and it's perfect for every day and in the field. Ooh. And as the folks at Tom Bin say, Siquid mantica non capit domi relinquendum est. And you know what that means, of course, Tim. Yeah. But yes, that's right. It means if it doesn't fit in your knapsack, leave it behind. Ah, there you go. Absolutely. Oh, by the way, one other thing, Tim. Yes. Inside that Tom Bin Cafe bag that our Mystery Bird Contest uh, winner will receive is a great big two-pound bag Ooh. of birds and beans, shade-grown, bird-friendly coffee. Well, today's the day to win it, the Mystery it, Bird I Contest. I say it's Jeez. one of those days, yeah. uh, at least for sure. Okay, well, here's a headline of interest. Being thankful for the dead trees in our yard. What is that headline? Headline? Well, it's a new Debbie's blog post on our website, created by Talking Birds senior producer Debbie Bleacher. And definitely worth checking out. Debbie's blog, ready for reading right now at TalkingBirds.com. Meanwhile, our Freya McGregor, now representing Talking Birds from her new outpost in the great state of Kentucky, has just added something very cool to our website. It's the new Kids in Nature page, filled with great ideas about how to get kids interested in and excited about birds and nature. So at least two things worth checking out right now on our website. Yep, TalkingBirds.com. Thanksgiving is over, but we are still thankful for many things, and not the least of of, uh, whom would be our Talking Birds ambassadors. Great listeners who have become ambassadors and helping us spread the word about Talking Birds and about birds and conservation. They include this week Elaine Beach from Richland, Washington. And she is kind enough to say she's learned a lot about uh, birds by listening to our show. That is nice to know. Thank you, Elaine. Thank you to Brenda G. from Silver Spring, Maryland. She says, since I specialize in amateur bird photography, I'll be giving a talk called Nature and Bird Photography Tips at my local camera club where I will suggest listening to your show as one of my tips. That's a very good tip. That is a, yes. we like that tip mm-hmm. there, yeah. Thank you, Brenda. So I think she did this uh, show already, so we'll look forward to hearing from Brenda on how that went. She says, both my husband and I listen to your show when it's downloaded as a podcast, so we don't miss them. Very good, very Thank good. You. Thank you, Brenda. Yes. Thank you, Norma Borrego from West Laco, Texas. She and her kids like listening to our show. She says, Estero Llano Grande State Park is where my kids and I do the majority of our birding since just a, since it's just a couple of miles down the road. She says, I'm glad to hear you enjoyed your time there. She's referring to the fact that we were there. We broadcast our show from Estero Llano Grande State Park a few years ago. Anybody want to hear that show? It happens to be number 550. Uh, from November 15th, 2015. It's available on our website. Talking Birds listeners, we hope you'll join our Ambassadors family. Let us send you some of our little info cards for you to hand out to your friends. Just go to TalkingBirds.com and click on the Get Involved button up at the top. 
to see how to do it. Still to come on our show today, one of the great items on the annual birding calendar is Project Feeder Watch. It's a citizen science project that's easy and fun to take part in and that really aids the cause of bird conservation. In just a few minutes, we'll talk to the U.S. leader of the program, Dr. Emma Gregg from the Cornell Lab of Ornithology. Plus, Mike O'Connor will be here to talk about wishbones. Yeah, it's a Thanksgiving uh, time period uh, uh, appropriate piece. We'll learn about wishbones from from Mike. And up next, a woodpecker that seems to think it's a flycatcher is today's featured feathered friend, presented by Birdwatching Magazine. For more than a quarter century, Birdwatching has been North America's premier magazine about wild birds and birding. Pardon me, uh, whose woodpecker is that? The stocky pink and green one with the red face? Yes, that's right. The one that looks like a woodpecker but feeds like a flycatcher? Yes, that one. Well, that's Lewis's woodpecker. Oh, Lewis's. Mm, thank you very much. You're welcome. Lewis's woodpecker. Looks like a woodpecker, but feeds like a flycatcher. Sallying out from the tops of poles or tree snags to catch insects in flight. It also gleans insects from tree bark, but almost never digs into trees to find them. We find the Lewis's woodpecker in ponderosa pine and burned forests in almost the whole western third of the U.S., breeding mostly in the northwestern states and wintering south to northern Baja, California. And who's Lewis? Well, that would be Meriwether Lewis, who first saw the bird in 1805 while he was on his famous westward expedition with William Clark. Today, sadly, the population of Lewis's woodpeckers, like so many other species, is declining, falling by more than 70% between 1970 and 2014 as a result of forest changes by fire suppression, as well as overgrazing, logging, and climate change. Here's the courtship call of the male Lewis's woodpecker. Melanerpes Lewis, Lewis's Woodpecker. Today's Talking Birds, featured feathered friend. Welcome again to our show, number 756. If you haven't checked out our sparkling new website, we hope you will. I think you'll like it. It's at TalkingBirds.com. And uh, let me check her. I think it's true that there is still no G in Talking. TalkingBirds.com. Am well. I have that correct? Yeah, you're correct. Still no G. No G I know. in Talking. All this time, no G. And yeah. please do follow us on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram at Talking Birds. Emma Gregg is the project leader U.S. of Project Feeder Watch, and she joins us now after a long six-year absence here on Talking Birds to tell us about that uh, amazing project. Good morning, Emma. Hi Ray, how are you? I'm well, thank you. Uh, welcome back. It's been a, it's been a long time, so we're <laughs> glad to have you on again to tell us about Project Feeder Watch. And if you would, Emma, give us a little a brief history of that and uh, how it works, why it's uh, why it's done. Oh, thanks, Ray. Um, Feeder Watch is a, a citizen science program where people count the birds in their backyard. And they send the data to the Lab of Ornithology, which is based in Ithaca, New York. Mm -hmm. 
And we partner with Bird Studies Canada to organize all of these bird counts from the U.S. and Canada. And we've been doing this for um, over 30 years now. And theater watchers have amassed an amazing data set Mm-hmm. teaching us about how bird populations are changing just from watching their bird feeders. What have we learned uh, primarily, Emma, and where are we now? We hear so much about declining bird populations. Is that also reflected in Project Feeder Watch? It is, yes. We can see some of these declines in Feeder Watch data. And one of the best examples are evening growth beaks. Hmm. These are birds that a lot of people used to see very frequently at their feeders in a lot of places in North America. And over the past few decades, we have watched their numbers really plummet um, through these feeder watch counts. And so we can see that in other species of birds as well. But then the good news is that there are also a lot of feeder birds that are doing really well. So it's not all doom and gloom even though there are a lot of species that are not thriving. Mm-hmm. So, Emma, for participants, this can uh, really make backyard birding more fun, I think it could be argued, and more rewarding, certainly. And it doesn't require any big-time time commitment, right? This is a really flexible program. Yeah, it's totally flexible. The program runs every year from um, November until April, and People can count at any time throughout that period. Mm -hmm. You could count every week if you want. You could count once or twice all winter. It's totally up to you. And the amount of time that you spend counting is flexible as well. So you might just peek out your window and count your birds for 10, 15 minutes on a Mm -hmm. Saturday morning, and Mm -hmm. that can be your bird count. Or you could spend the whole weekend watching (laughs) your birds if you're home all weekend and have a really, really um, long count. So it's very flexible. Hmm. Very cool. And there's also a a nifty little kit that participants receive, right? Yeah, we send everybody who signs up a beautiful poster of common feeder birds. On one side, there are birds that are common in the eastern half of North America, and on the other side of the poster, there are western birds. So no matter where you live, you'll get a good idea of what you'll see at your feeder without having to already have a field guide. Okay. It's kind and of, we yeah. finished. Oh. No, oh, no, go, go ahead. ahead. Go ahead. I'm just going to say it's hands, hands-free birding. It's totally <laughs> hands-free birding. Put that poster up next to your window and you just ma- match. Match what's outside mm-hmm. with what's on the poster. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that sounds fantastic. How do we sign up, Emma? The easiest way is to go to our website at feederwatch.org, and you can just click the big red join button, and then that'll tell you right where to go to sign up. All right. That's feederwatch.org. And as you mentioned, this started, I guess, last month, but continues through April, so it's most certainly not too late to join in, and you can do it in any part of that time period. That's right. You could sign up today and start counting your birds today. And contribute to this wonderful, wonderful data set um, at any time between now and April. All right. Emma Gregg is the project leader, U.S., of Project Feeder Watch. And that website, again, to join up the easiest way, feederwatch.org. Thanks, Emma, and good luck with uh, yet another fabulous Project Feeder Watch season. 
Thank you so much, Ray. Have a great day. Thank you, you too. And coming up next here on Talking Birds, it would be our mystery bird contest in just one minute. But first, we are going to hear about our favorite coffee. Yes. Birds and Beans announces its holiday gift box. It's the perfect gift for your coffee-loving friends. Twelve 12-ounce bags of great-tasting Birds and Beans coffee. Two bags each of Wood Thrush Breakfast Roast, American Red Start Light Roast, Scarlet Tanager French Roast, Chestnut Sided Warbler Medium Roast, Baltimore Oriole French Roast Decaf, and the newest roast, King Bird Espresso. All ground and ready to brew or whole bean if you prefer, and all for $120. That's a savings of more than $40. Shipping still only nine. Any volume, anywhere in the USA. The offer ends soon, so order online now at birdsandbeans.com. Treat your friends and family to delicious birds and beans, shade-grown, bird-friendly coffee, and help save birds in their wintering habitat in the process. Don't wait. Order the holiday gift box. 12 12-ounce bags of delicious birds and beans, shade-grown, certified organic, fair trade coffee, now at birdsandbeans.com. That's birdsandbeans.com. And that is the sound of our mystery bird. Our mystery bird contest is presented by Birdwatcher's Digest. Birdwatcher's Digest is much more than a magazine. Explore their publications, events, online birding store, and birding tours at birdwatchersdigest.com. We have some really spectacular prizes here as we wrap up the year 2019 here on Talking Birds. And our first prize is from Droll Yankees, makers of the world's best bird feeders. It's the bottoms-up finch feeder. Not very hospitable for house sparrows and starlings, which have difficulty hanging by their feet, but great for lots of other birds you'd like to see at your feeder, like goldfinches and chickadees and woodpeckers and nuthatches. That's one prize. Another prize that we have this morning is a download to your iOS device or online access to the LarkWire app. That is the app that makes learning bird sounds a game. We have, we have a bunch of prizes here. Here's another one. A 12-ounce bag of delicious, shade-grown, bird-friendly birds and beans coffee. And we even, <laughs> we even have more coffee. From our friends at Birds and Beans, the exclusive Tom Bin Cafe bag, perfect for your everyday gear or for out in the field. That's the Tom Bin Cafe bag. And why do I say more coffee? Because inside that bag that our Mystery Bird Contest winner will receive is another bag of Birds and Beans coffee, this time a two-pound bag of shade-grown, bird-friendly, delicious Birds and Beans coffee. That's pretty good. Clues on our Mystery Bird Contest. It's a rather large songbird with a rust-colored head, back, and wings, and black streaking on its buff-colored chest and belly. It has a long tail, a downward curved bill, and yellow eyes. Our bird is found mostly in wooded areas of eastern to midwestern North America, year-round in the southeastern states, usually feeding by sweeping its bill through the leaf litter in search of insects and other arthropods. It also eats some fruits and seeds and nuts, and as you can tell, it has a very sophisticated, complex song or series of songs. What is our mystery bird? Tell us definitively or take your guess. No correct answer means a drawing will determine our winner. 781-837-4900 is the number to call. That's 781-837-4900. Meanwhile, Mike O'Connor has a kind of a post-Thanksgiving themed segment 
on Let's Ask Mike Live, and that's uh, right here in just one minute. Talking Birds, we're for the birds. And we want to say thanks to another Talking Birds ambassador who's helping to spread the word about birds and conservation. I'm Faith Fratazio, and I'm a Talking Birds ambassador from Pembroke, Massachusetts. I became a Talking Birds ambassador so I could share all the information that we learned together. The most interesting place I gave out one of my Talking Birds ambassador cards was at one of my scrapbooking events because I figured we could go by and taking pictures of the beautiful birds in our backyard with our scrapbooking and make a wonderful scrapbook page. Talking Birds list. We hope you'll become a Talkin' Birds ambassador. Just visit our website, TalkinBirds.com. Click on the contact button and then choose the Become an Ambassador option. We'll send you some info cards to hand out to your friends and neighbors. That's the contact button at TalkinBirds.com. And thanks. Well, Mike O'Connor always has a timely topic for us and just manages to weave it into the time of year and the season. And today is certainly no exception because this is kind of a Thanksgiving-related uh, topic, kind of, sort of. Good morning, Mike. <laughs> How about that introduction? Yeah, that was pretty that was, good. That was yeah, good you one, kind yeah. of stretched it <laughs> into something. <laughs> yeah, it is kind of timely because, um, you know, actually, I made a joke. To some customers was uh, were asking what I was going to talk about this week, and I hadn't have a topic, and I made a wisecrack. I said, I think I'll talk about the history of the wishbone. And, and then I started thinking about it, and I said, maybe that would be a good topic, because right now, if people have this disgusting habit of taking a part of a bird and hanging it up to dry somewhere in the house. And I was kind of interested how that came about, from, especially from a bird lover and a vegetarian. I thought, you know, I find this gross. But it was an interesting, it's actually some interesting history, and, and I'll tell you right now. Yeah. It was um, started back in the back, way, way thousands of years ago, back with your friends, the uh, the. Uh, I guess, oh no, my God. The Etruscans. The Etruscans. Yeah. I Heck of a to team. Say the Equestrians. I almost had a question. <laughs> <laughs> the Etruscans. And, um, they we can would, start they this thought... segment over again if you want. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I should have I used a wishbone before I started this. He said he was still recovering from Thanksgiving, so oh, get, yeah. cut him a little slack. <laughs> That's right. <yeah. laughs> Sorry. Please continue. So, so they, would, they would take this. They thought. Chickens, believe it or not, could predict the future, and they would put up pieces of corn in whatever direction the chicken went in. They thought that would have sign of the future. And when the chicken died, probably got eaten still. They still ate them. They would, mm. they would dry, they would hang the wishbone up to dry. And w- w- it's significant because birds are the only creatures that have a wishbone. Mm. It helps them with their flying. It was, yeah. It's where the two collarbones, our collarbones, so to speak, the clavicles come together, and it helps. It's a very flexible bone. That's why it has to dry. That helps mm. them with their flight. So That's they would hang that up, and it was good luck if people would pass by and, and kind of rub it, and it was good mm. luck. So when the Romans took over, which they took over everywhere, they would. They started the same thing. So there wasn't enough wishbones to keep the the Romans happy. So they started breaking it apart. So everybody would have good luck, and whoever got the biggest piece had yeah. the best luck. And that that spread up to Europe and into England. And then when the the, the the English settlers came to America, we didn't have many chickens, but we had a lot of turkeys. Duh. So they started the same thing, and the British called it the the, the bone of merry thoughts. Somehow we flipped it into the wishbone so people could make 
wishes out of it. Yeah. And it would hang it up there. And that's what's... And, and now, today, you know, still, people, you know, they, they call it the, the wishbone like it's a medical term. Um, it's actually furcula, right? Is furcula. Furcula is the term that it's actually called. And it's, it's a joining of the, the uh, collarbones together, which only birds and dinosaurs actually oh, have. Wow. So I'm looking for a dinosaur wishbone, because if you get that right, you'll have the best luck ever. Oh, that could be on our next segment, except next week we wanted you to use the word furcula in a sentence. <laughs> <That's> a... <laughs> anyway, we'll talk all next right, week. I'm working on it. I'm going to practice all week. Thank you, Mike. Nice Michael Connor there at the legendary Birdwatcher's General Store, Orleans, Cape Cod. Every Wednesday, Birdwatching Magazine sends an e-newsletter full of information of interest to birdwatchers, including recent news stories about birds, conservation, and science, photography tips, stories about places to go birding, bird ID tips, and much more. Best of all, the newsletter is free. Sign up today at birdwatchingdaily.com newsletter. Back to the mystery bird contest. Here's the bird that we're trying to uh, identify. 781-837-4900 is the number. We have uh, some callers here in Rhode Island, Tennessee, and uh, Washington State. And I think it was Carol in Westerly, Rhode Island uh, may have been may have been first. Uh, let's see what happens there. Good morning, uh, Carol. Good morning. How are you today? I'm doing well. Thank you, Carol. What do you think on our mystery bird? You heard the clues and all that. Uh, I'm not Sure, but I'm mm. going to guess the curve-billed thrasher. Tim has this kind oh. of a... Uh, oh. Uh, oh. <laughs> that is, for what it's worth, that is a top-quality yes, guess, abs- right? Yeah, that I is, agree. That is a genuinely top-quality oh. guess. But I think I'm warm, right? You're very, oh, very warm. Yeah. Very, very warm. Almost yeah, hot. my hand's getting a little hot. Yeah, very close. Thank you, Carol. <laughs> <laughs> okay, have a good day. All right, you too. Thanks. Uh, I think we're going... Where are we going next, Tim? Uh, that would be maybe Samuel? In uh, yeah. Knoxville, Tennessee. Uh, good morning, uh, Samuel. Good morning. How are you? Uh, we're doing well. How are things in Knoxville? Probably a little warmer than here, I'm guessing. Uh, yeah, I would hope so. Uh, it's uh, the sunshine came out. My weather application was completely wrong, and uh, the stage really turned around since I went to sleep last night. All right, we're doing great. All right, yeah. that, that sounds that sounds pretty good. We're kind of uh, envious here. Well, let's see. Uh, mystery bird uh, um, uh, contest. Uh, can I call you Sam, or do you prefer Samuel? I prefer Samuel, but, uh, you know, well, uh, no, general we'll, rules apply. Yeah, we'll, <laughs> we will we will certainly uh, accede to your wishes and call you Samuel. But what is the uh, mystery bird uh, uh, then, Samuel? Well, I believe down here in Knoxville, Tennessee, uh, I believe it is the brown pressure. The Brown Thrasher down there and yes. up here, too. Yeah. yeah. All right. Nice job, like Samuel. That. Excellent job, Samuel. The Brown Thrasher. Uh, so we have all those beautiful prizes for you. But we also have a bonus question if you're interested. I think we have enough time for that to do it. Yeah. Would, would you like I'm to? also interested. All right. Okay. This is um, um, a multiple choice question. This is a kind of a weird question, but the, here it is. The Chevrotain is in the news the chevrotain. What is a chevrotain? Is it A, a newly discovered South American heron? Is it B, a newly rediscovered Vietnamese deer-like creature? Or is it C, a new hybrid SUV from Chevrolet? The chevrotain. You knew that was coming, right? 
Um, but anyway, those <laughs> those would be your your three choices uh, on that, Samuel. What, what do you think? This is kind of a, this is not really a bird knowledge question at all. This is kind of just a random question. But we saw this, and we yeah, thought we'll uh, make it a question. What do you think? A chev a chevrotine. I'm going to uh, I'm going to uh, I'm going to go against my better judgment and shoot right down the middle and go B on that. B the newly rediscovered Vietnamese deer-like creature. That is absolutely All right. Yeah. All right, Samuel. Very nice. Nice job. All right. Chevrotain. There it is. We'll never forget that, what a Chevrotain is now. Uh, Samuel, if you'll stay on the line there, Tim will um, make sure everything gets sent out to you and all that. Okay. Thanks, bud. All right. Thank you, Samuel, down there in Knoxville, Tennessee. All right. Guess what? We're out of time for our show uh, this morning. And we want to say thanks to our amazing... Talking Birds team, uh, Debbie Bleacher, Freya McGregor, and our producing engineer, Tim McKenney. He's a bad man. I'm Ray Brown, and we'll see you next week. Ray Brown's Talking Birds. Made possible by the generous support of the Bird Watchers General Store for Lean's Cape Cod. BirdWatchersGeneralStore.com by Birds and Beans Shade-Grown Bird-Friendly Coffee. BirdsAndBeans.com And proudly sponsored by Ocean State Bird Club. Why not take a break from the holiday madness for a free walk with us? Ocean State Bird Club features year-round walks, lectures, informal gatherings, and more. We're online at www.OceanStateBirdClub.org and Facebook. Plus, a membership makes an easy holiday gift. Ocean State Bird Club.